Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Acts chapter 8. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, thank you for this chapter as we consider the spread of your word. We pray that we would be spreading your word, the good news about Jesus around us. We pray for your power. We pray for your help. We ask this through Jesus. Amen. Acts chapter 8 And Saul was agreeing with his murder. Now there happened on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men buried Stephen and made loud lamentation over him. But Saul was attempting to destroy the church, Entering house after house, he dragged off both men and women and delivered them to prison. Now those who had been scattered went about preaching the good news of the word, and Philip came down to the city of Samaria and began proclaiming the Christ to them. And the crowds with one mind were paying attention to what was being said by Philip, as they heard him and saw the signs that he was performing. For many of those who had unclean spirits, they were coming out of them, crying out with a loud voice, And many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. Now a certain man, named Simon, had been in the city practicing magic and astonishing the people of Samaria, saying he was someone great. They were all paying attention to him, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the power of God that is called great. And they were paying attention to him because for a long time he had astonished them with his magic. But when they believed Philip, as he was proclaiming the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were being baptized. And Simon himself also believed, and after he was baptized, he was keeping close company with Philip. And when he saw the signs and great miracles that were taking place, he was astonished. Now when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who went down and prayed for them, so that they would receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now Simon, when he saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, offered them money, saying, Give me this power, so that whomever I place my hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your silver be destroyed along with you, because you thought you could acquire the gift of God by means of money. You have no part or share in this matter, because your heart is not right before God. Therefore repent of this wickedness of yours, and ask the Lord if perhaps the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in a state of bitter envy and bound by unrighteousness. But Simon answered and said, You pray to the Lord for me so that nothing of what you have said will come upon me. So when they had solemnly testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they turned back toward Jerusalem and were proclaiming the good news to many villages of the Samaritans. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Get up and go toward the south, on the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza, that is, a desert road. And he got up and went, and behold, there was a man, an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was over all her treasury, who had come to worship in Jerusalem, and was returning and sitting in his chariot and reading aloud the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, 
approach and join this chariot. So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading aloud Isaiah the prophet and said, So then, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, So how could I unless someone will guide me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of scripture that he was reading aloud was this, He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was taken from him. Who can describe his descendants? For his life was taken away from the earth. And the eunuch answered and said to Philip, I ask you, about whom does this prophet say this, about himself or about someone else? So Philip opened his mouth and beginning from this scripture proclaimed the good news to him about Jesus. And as they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, Look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? And he ordered the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. And the eunuch did not see him any longer, for he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus, and as he passed through, he proclaimed the good news to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. At the end of chapter 7, we were introduced to Saul as he was watching the coats of the witnesses stoning Stephen. Luke now adds that Saul was in agreement with the murder, and this was the start of a concerted persecution of God's people, and Saul became a leader in that persecution. Now, we might be tempted to ask why God would allow his people to be persecuted, killed, thrown in prison, and Luke doesn't explicitly tell us why. But we find out that this actually works for the spreading of the gospel. The people who left Jerusalem because of the persecution went out preaching. Remember in chapter 1 that Jesus said, You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the furthest part of the earth. So up to this point, it was mostly just Jerusalem, but now they go out to both Judea and Samaria. Philip is the main preacher connected with Samaria. Philip was one of the seven, along with Stephen, that the Jerusalem church put in charge of feeding the widows. Now, he preaches in Samaria and performs miracles that prove the message. There was a magician there named Simon. Today it is understood that magicians are performing tricks rather than using mystical powers. We understand it is all for entertainment today. But in those days, magicians would claim to have power from God or some mystical source. So Simon had been deceiving people. But Simon could tell that Philip wasn't deceiving people. What Philip had was real. So he believed. Then Peter and John come to Samaria. Luke tells us that the Holy Spirit hadn't fallen on any of the Samaritans yet. So Peter and John pray for them and place their hands on them and they receive the Holy Spirit. The way it is phrased, it seems that there was some manifestation of the Holy Spirit. I believe that everyone who is saved receives the Holy Spirit, but it doesn't show immediately, but over time, in the fruit of the Spirit in their lives. However, with words like fallen on and how Simon saw that the Spirit was given, it seems that there was some more immediate sign that they had the Holy Spirit. Luke doesn't tell us what that was, so it would be a complete guess to say, it could very well have been different gifts for different people. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, starting verse 4, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries, 
and the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but the same God who works all things in all people. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for what is beneficial to all. For to one is given a word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another a word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing of spirits, to another kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But in all these things, one and the same Spirit is at work, distributing to each one individually, just as he wishes. Whatever it was, Simon wanted more than just having a spiritual gift himself. He wanted to be able to give the Holy Spirit to others, and he was ready to pay good money for that. He was thinking in his old mindset, money, him being in control versus God in control. Maybe Simon was thinking that he could make tons of money if he could give people the Holy Spirit. Peter rebuked Simon very sharply. May your silver be destroyed along with you because you thought you could acquire the gift of God by means of money. But his rebuke isn't unkind, but to rescue Simon from his sins. And it seemed to have worked because Simon asked for prayer as well. Do you remember when James and John wanted to call down fire on a town of the Samaritans? I wonder if John is now preaching to the people of that same town. Just when we think Philip is doing a great work with the crowds of people in Samaria, an angel sends him off to a desert road to meet one single man traveling home to Ethiopia from Jerusalem, where he was worshiping God. As a eunuch, he couldn't become a full Jew, but he could worship God. He was reading aloud, which was the typical way of reading in those days. In fact, reading silently is a very recent change, and it isn't necessarily better for our comprehension. Anyway, the Ethiopian was reading from Isaiah 53, but not understanding it. Philip asks, and the Ethiopian invites him to come into the chariot and to explain it to him. It is hard to imagine a better passage to explain Jesus. So Philip did explain the good news. That explanation must have included baptism, because as soon as they come to a body of water, the eunuch asked if he could be baptized, so Philip baptized him. Luke makes a point that both Philip and the eunuch went into the water. This makes sense, because the word baptize means immerse or dunk, so it would be hard to baptize someone without being in the water with them. But maybe Luke is emphasizing the unity of Philip, the Jew, and the Ethiopian eunuch. Then Philip is immediately carried away, and the eunuch goes on his way rejoicing. And I'm sure he kept reading Isaiah, and I'm sure he rejoiced when he got to chapter 56, verse 3. And now for a deeper dive. Sometimes we call Philip, Philip the Evangelist. Since he wasn't an apostle, we want to give him some title. An evangelist is someone who proclaims or advocates, specifically about the good news of Jesus in this case. I believe that Jesus wants each of us to be an evangelist in our own way, to spread the good news about Jesus. And that is what the followers of Jesus did as they left Jerusalem. We see Philip speaking to the crowds of Samaritans, or to a single person on a desert road. And Philip didn't have everything in himself to provide all the spiritual needs. He needed Peter and John to come and help. But Philip did just what he could, where God put him. I don't know what that looks like in your life. 
but I know that God does want you to be proclaiming the good news. To someone. To anyone. To people we may not initially think will receive it. Because God uses people. Especially unimportant people. Like me. And you. And the power is in God. So we don't have to be everything that people need spiritually. We just need to share what we have been given. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.